It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Eric, this uh, last weekend has been really powerful. We had some men from all over the country here on our campus, and we're really just seeking God's heart, and we're just praying together, trying to reach this world for Jesus Christ. You want to just give a, even a quick debrief of the weekend? I, I, I felt it was so powerful. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm struggling for the right words, which is always a good sign when, yeah. you know, in, in your in your walk with Christ, you struggle for words to describe it because that is showing it's sort of moving beyond uh, the normal version of life. And it was it was funny because my word to describe it really doesn't sound very manly. Uh, and that was beautiful. It's like, oh, great. Is that the word I'm going to land on? It was beautiful. It was like the body of Christ functioning together. It was what we would term participatory church, where everyone is actually bringing something to the table. But it was it was not just you know just a whole bunch of local people. It was actually men that are in key positions around this country that are all feeling very alone. And so it was a picture, in a sense, to I think to us of Ezekiel 37 of these bones clattering together and then ligaments, sinews, and uh, flesh covering them. And then what do we need still? We need the Holy Spirit. We need God to take this thing known as the body and make it an exceedingly great army. But I think what the reason we're bringing it up now as we move into this uh, Daily Thunder episode, which is called The Mechanics of Cowardice, is... I think we're all feeling in an acute sense as men, the high calling and that it means laying down our lives right now. If we're going to stand against the encroaching darkness, we need to, as Keith Green would say, pledge our heads to heaven for the gospel. We need to pledge our wives. We need to pledge our children. And we all agree on paper with the concept, but I feel like what God's pressing is, uh, I'm asking this of you now. Eric. I'm not just saying, what do you think of the concept? I'm saying, what do you think about saying yes? And it forces that discussion in the inner man of saying, God, but do I have what I need? Because what we're all seeing inside of us is cowardice. And we're not happy with that. (laughs) We don't like cowardice. We want courage. But for whatever reason, we're seeing cowardice. But it's not that the cowardice is ruling. It's that it's there. And that's why we wanted to talk about it. It's just what are these mechanics of this cowardice? How did it get there? Why is it there? Yeah, maybe we can just add one more thing. It's interesting that a lot of the guys who are here are very strong yeah. men, very strong leaders. And yet I think at the end of the weekend, the cry just basically was we need more. We yeah. we cannot do, do this merely out of our own strength, yeah. out of our own uh, human version of boldness. Uh, this last Sunday, you were preaching a message. Walking through this idea, could you maybe unpack this message. If someone hasn't heard the message, they need to go back and listen to it. Yeah. You're, uh, you're trying to avoid saying the title because I am, it's such a hard title I, to say. It <laughs> <laughs> popped up on the screen. And originally, preached a message. And I was yeah. like, ah, well, how am I going to get that? It's like the age of, could, could you say it? Yeah. Just, in the age of shrinking wafflers. Yes, that's powerful. Yes. In an age of shrinking wafflers. <laughs> yes. It's, I like the title. I just, for whatever reason, just, I keep thinking waffles. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I'm almost, like I, I, I thought food, that but. Annie, when she was designing the logo for it, should have had a waffle that was like <laughs> shrinking. Uh, but she With did. some syrup. Yeah. Uh, if someone hasn't listened to the message, they really do need to go to ellersley.com and go to the sermons. Or or if they're listening to it this week, go to the daily page, mm-hmm. uh, ellersley.com forward slash daily. 
But could you just even give a summary of the message? Yeah. Because I love to tie this idea yeah. of the mechanics of cowardice with this message. Yeah. Well, there's the the DNA of the culture in which we've been raised, and this isn't just a, the American culture. This is you know pretty uh, replete throughout the world. Is that we have been raised in a diminishment of. Uh, of courage, of boldness, but, and I would say it this way, of clarity. And even in the Christian world, nothing is clear anymore. It's the, it's the age of blur and the age of fuzz. And so postmodernism in its very essence is the lack of truth as, at a, at a, as a cornerstone or truth is variable or truth is relative is the foundation of, uh, of postmodernism, which leads to a lack of certitude, a lack of certainty, a lack of assurance. So as a result, even when you come to Christ, you always feel wobbly because how do I know for sure that Jesus is who he says he is? How do I know for sure that the word of God is in fact the word of God? And yet knowing for sure is what you and I would just call Christianity. That's It's not supposed to be a blur, and yet it is a blur. And for many Christians, even conservative Christians that believe the Bible to be true, they still have this shrinking waffling element, like the shrinking is the part where we draw back at the very point we're supposed to move forward. We find ourselves shrinking back because of danger, because of difficulty, because of tension, because of our popularity could be sunk or we could lose our job. Whatever it is, we shrink back. The waffling is that we keep changing our position. It's like, no, I believe in Jesus. Well, I'm not sure that Jesus can really do this. Well, I believe that Jesus can save. Well, I'm not really sure he's able to accomplish this though. You know, I, yeah, I believe in the Bible. He fed 5,000, but I don't know that he could do that in my life. And so as a result, we're a shrinking waffler. And so this is the age in which we live. How can we live in this age and not be of this age? How can we be of a different DNA, a heavenly DNA? And that's sort of the premise. And through the through the message, I'm going to unpack how assurance works in the soul of a Christian, how we can actually stand strong and boldly and what that is and how it functions. And so that's that's what we did yesterday because today's Monday. Uh, that That's just, that's what we're building on this week. And so we're going to start with the mechanics of cowardice, which is where we all are for the, for the most part. I'm not saying we don't have boldness or that none of us have been endued with the spiritual boldness, but let's just talk about what this is. Yeah. I would even just love for you to unpack a little bit Obviously, when you look at humanity as a whole, there is a human-born boldness, courage, uh, grit, yeah. where I can look at a situation and be, I, I, can, I can run into the fire. I, yeah. I can run into the yeah. bullets. I can run and, and jump yeah. off the cliffs. I can... Mm-hmm. Uh, as Your you child's would, in a burning building and you yeah, go like, into All right, I'm going yeah. to deal with this. Uh-huh. It's amazing, though, when you bring that same person into the spiritual realm, a lot of the time you begin to recognize that the same boldness that you can have in the flesh yep. is not the same kind of boldness that you can have in the spirit. Yep. It's and it's in, because it, it is otherworldly yep. and we need an impetus from, but we don't know that oftentimes right. we know it theoretically. We know it doctrinally. We know it theologically, but we don't know it in reality. Peter is going to show that same dichotomy. I'm guessing he, he could have been a rather bold character in the natural sense. And you know, there are people that bungee jump and there's people that don't. There are people that jump from airplanes and there's people that don't. And so there are certain people with that natural disposition to take risk and to do sort of crazy things, you know, the Bear Grylls sort of character on earth. 
And there's others that have never flexed that part of their soul. And so as a result, they look at these, these characters, they're so bold, they're so courageous, and they are, but in a natural man's sense. And so when you take a Peter, who maybe he was like a bungee jumping, uh, airplane, you know, uh, leaping uh, sort of character, but when he sees Jesus and Jesus is telling him he's going to be turned into the hands of sinners, he's going to be uh, crucified and rise again on the third day, he just can't handle that. He's like, there's no way that's happening on my watch. And so, Jesus, I would die for you. He has the natural man boldness, but Jesus knows that he cannot use natural man boldness to solve spiritual calling. It is not how you source spiritual greatness. It's not how you do, it's not how you stand for Christ. And that's why it's odd for us as, as men, when, when we hear a high calling of Christ, we're like, I will do that for you, Lord. And then God has to prove to us, just as he did to Peter, that actually, Eric, Nathan, Peter, you can't do this for me in your own strength. And that's why I think the Peter story is so critical for us, because it sets a, a foundational understanding of the difference between Peter in that courtyard before a little girl denying Christ. And then we have Pentecost, 50 days later, where Peter is going to stand before the entire city of Jerusalem and proclaim Jesus. And you say, what? What happened to this guy? Well, it wasn't that he dug down deep into the well or the reservoir of his own courage and boldness. He had to acknowledge, I don't have it, Lord. I am shamed that I even thought I could do this for you in my own strength. This is something you must do in me. And God says, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And Pentecost is God moving in so that he can do it in and through Peter, in and through not just Peter, but the church, not just the early church, but us. And so that's, you know, if we look at the mechanics of cowardice, it's the natural man toolbox. It's like, so how are you going to build that house? Well, I'm going to take out my tools and I'm going to build. And then God says, but I want you to build a spiritual house. How are you going to build that? Like, I'm going to use my tools. He's like, no, you can't use those tools. Those tools don't work to build this sort of house. And that's exactly what the church is. It's this sort of house. It's a spiritual house. And it, <clears throat> one of the things I've noticed too, is that it absolutely demands humility because the moment I think, okay, I can whip it up from within myself. The moment I can dig down deep, it's actually a presumption that I have it yeah. and therefore I can be self-reliant, yeah. uh, which actually is sin. Rather than saying, okay, God, I, I actually don't have that which I need. Yeah. And I actually realize that in and of myself, I will fail in this arena. So Lord, I need something far beyond me. And I know that yeah. we're going to be unpacking this throughout the rest of this week a little bit too. Uh, I, I would love if, if it's okay. And the, do you have anything else you want to add, add, add to all that? Uh, no, because I know where you're going to go. You're going to read scripture on this yeah, and just it. sort of set up the stage for the rest of the week. I think that's good uh, because it, this is one of those topics that it needs to be unpacked at a greater level. But I think the premise that we basically wanted to lay in our Monday uh, episode was this is not a work of man. This is a work of God. It's an Acts 4 sort of moment where the church is like, we're in trouble. Yeah. We're surrounded by an ev by an enemy that wants us destroyed. And we don't feel like we have what we need. But God, we believe you have what we need. And they cry out. And again, just like in Acts 2, the room is shaken. and But this time, they're filled with the spirit of boldness. And we need these lives to be shaken. And sometimes the way that it's shaken is we have to see our high calling, 
God's not afraid to show us how high our calling is and what we are being asked to do to lay down our lives and to recognize that we are natural shrinking wafflers and we don't want to be. So God, what, what makes up the difference? What makes up the difference is God moving in and filling that gap of weakness in us. Amen. I think for so many of our listeners, I think all of us have that propensity of recognizing I I am a coward. And and, and if you haven't experienced that, all you need to do is go out on the street and say, okay, go preach (laughs) and just, and just see, just see how willing your soul is to proclaim truth. Or uh, one of the illustrations you gave in the message was, you know, what if we were in a college setting and the professor says, you know, who wants to be the fool or the idiot to stand up and say, all right, who actually believes that uh, God created all things or yeah. even that God exists? Yeah. And would would we be the ones that would stand up and say, yes, yeah. with boldness, not just this, yeah. you know, uh, creaky voice going, ah, oh, <laughs> maybe, ah, uh, me. But but to say, you know what, I actually, I, I do believe this. Yeah. Uh, that That is so hard for our soul yeah. because we live in an age where a political correctness and, and us just wanting to look good in the eyes of the world we we really ultimately need to esteem God more than this world. Yeah. And if we're ever going to get out of the cowardice, we need to recognize that it actually is not us. It is him. Uh, and we were talking before the episode and we were just looking back. There's so many great scriptures that just declare that our boldness is actually not in us. Hmm. Uh, our boldness is in him. Hmm. Um, the cowardice is, is, is what we're, what we, as we've been walking through what we naturally have, yeah. but actually we can live in a whole nother level by the strength, the power, the richness, the boldness, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just one thing to tag on that is cowardice is merely the absence of something, sort of like death and darkness. Death is the absence of life. Darkness is the absence of light. Cowardice is the absence of spiritual boldness. It's the absence of God uh, in us. So what if God moves in? Cowardice has no more control. It loses its ability to function. It's no longer operative in our life. And I think what this generation needs probably more than ever before is men and women of God who are living with spiritual boldness rather than this cowardice that we actually see in the church being propagated today. Uh, But let's just finish with, I have this little cacophony is probably the, maybe not the best (laughs) word to use, but just a stream of scriptures that just Uh declare this over and over about the fact that our boldness, our life is in Jesus Christ. So I just want to finish with just reading a string of scriptures. First uh, Thessalonians 2.2, 2. but even after we have suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much comfort. Uh, Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness and access and confidence through faith in him. First Timothy 3.3, 3, for those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Philemon 1.8, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting. Hebrews 10.19, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. 1 John 2.28, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence or boldness and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And then lastly, 1 John 5, 14. Now this is the confidence or the boldness that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Note that our live in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume on weekdays this coming June at the Ellerslie campus in conjunction with our discipleship training season. Thanks for listening.